Understanding CBD, brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Baltimore is listening. This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Time now for Understanding CBD, brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Here's Max and Steven. Family with groceries. Got a crib with a studio and a saw full of tracks to add to the wall full of plaques. Hanging up in the office and back of my house like trophies. Did y'all think I'ma let my dough freeze? Please, you better bow down on both knees. Who you think taught you trees? Who you think brought you the ODs? Easy ease. Ice Hello, everybody. Welcome in to Understanding CBD, episode 82. That's right, Max. Hello there, Max Sobel. What's up, Steve Allman? How are you today, buddy? I'm great, buddy. We're live in the studio today, folks, September 19th, so we can better understand what it takes to be a master of cannabis. So, call or text us now with your questions and comments. The phone lines are open, 410-922-6680. That's 410-922-6680. If you have a question for us, Noah's taking the calls. You can also text your question or comment to 443-743-2444. We made some time later in the show to make sure we get to those. Um, this week's song choice. What do you think about that? Who doesn't love Dre, man? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Dr. Dre. I had to fit it in the song list. You know what I mean? I've been waiting to find the right option. And thanks, Noah, for putting that together for us. Tell them what it is. Uh, the song? Yeah. Um, you forgot about the, the name of the song. What is it? <laughs> forgot about Dre. Very good. Um, anyway, um, have everybody's favorite doctor in the house today, Dr. Benjamin Gonzalez from Atlantis Medical Wellness Center. He's here to enlighten us some words of wisdom later always, in the show. Always happy to hear what Doc G has to say. And, uh, you know, for the main, the main event, Max, if I asked you in what state, of this country was the first graduate program dedicated to the study of medical cannabis. In what state was it offered? What would you guess? I would probably guess Colorado. And you'd be wrong, right? What, what would, would, be, what would be a second guess? It'd have to be California. Right, and, and you'd be wrong. I'd be wrong. Right, you'd be wrong again. So, <laughs> the first graduate program in the United States dedicated to the study of medical cannabis is right here in Maryland, folks. Wow. Right? We're going to learn all about it today, so um, stay with us. If you doze off for any reason... You can find this episode and all the other ones. Max, where do they find that? You want to get on understandingcbd.com, and then there's a tab there that's called Our Show, and you can catch all previous episodes there. You can use any sort of uh, podcast uh, service that you use, and you can also catch us on YouTube if you want to see the videos and see our faces. YouTube.com forward slash understandingcbd. Yeah, subscribe, sign up for the notifications there. Ding, ding. And before we get to the news, Max. Hotline. And introduce our special guest, we'd like to mention that understanding CBD is brought to you by Max and Stevens premium hemp extracts for people and pets. Go to maxandstevens.com or call and text 443-743-2444. 
So you can choose yeah. from a couple of different products there, and one of them being CBD drops. Steve is going to demo it for our viewing audience here. This is full-spectrum hemp extract in MCT oil for sublingual or topical use. Yeah, so we make it easy. You have an oil, and then you can also do the roll-on. Our new roll-on we just released, which is same full-spectrum hemp extract blended with other natural herbs and oils from Mother Nature, all natural. Give it a try. Easy to roll on. Thank you. That's right. So uh, we also do free shipping. I don't know if you knew that or not. Right. Free shipping. And we want to just remind you, so call or text them, us, 443-743-2444. We're always happy to help. Also, a general reminder to everybody, please don't take anything said on this program as professional, medical, legal, or financial advice, please. Um, And I'm honored to introduce you... (laughs) Oh, we have sound effects. Nice. <laughs> Could you hear that? Could you hear that? No, I know. It's, <laughs> Steve brought a sound machine board, right? Wait, wait. We have that too. <laughs> so I'm honored to introduce you to our special guest today. This is Dr. Leah Sarah. She's a PharmD, MA, and BCPS. A lot of letters. Dr. Sarah received her PharmD from the University of Maryland School of Pharmacy in 2010. She completed a pharmacy practice residency at Suburban Hospital in Bethesda, Maryland, and a specialty residence in pain management and palliative care at the University of Maryland School of Pharmacy. She's a board-certified pharmacotherapy specialist. She earned a master's in instructional systems development at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County in 2017. Leah is currently an associate professor in the Department of Pharmacy Practice and Science. Her clinical specialties are pain management and palliative care. Dr. Sarah is the program director for the nation's first MS Master's of Science in Medical Cannabis Science and Therapeutics program at the School of Pharmacy. She teaches in a variety of courses within the PharmD curriculum, including the Skills-Based Abilities Lab Series, Applied Science and Therapeutics, and Immunology. She also manages a study skills elective for first-year students in the PharmD program and teaches pain, palliative care topics in several elective courses. Dr. Sarah's research interests include medication management in hospice patients, implementation of inpatient palliative care pharmacy services, and educational research. Dr. Sarah, Leah, thank you for joining us today on Understanding CBD. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, Leah. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. And I don't know if I told you this when we talked before, but my, fa- my grandfather, uh, Dr. Morris Wallman, actually graduated from the School of Pharmacy in 1935. Um, so obviously I didn't follow in his footsteps, um, but he'd be proud of you. Um, and I, it just made me curious, are you following in a tradition in your family or uh, was there something else that inspired you to become a doctor of pharmacy? Uh, I was, uh, I'm the first pharmacist in, in my family. Uh, and I wanted to, uh, I was interested in going to pharmacy school, um, because I, I, I wanted to be involved in patient care, um, but not in, in, I didn't want to go to medical school. I loved animals, but I didn't want to go to veterinary school. And, you know, when I kind of learned about pharmacy school, I thought this is a way for me to be involved in a, in a different way and really be a part of the community and help people. And I'm glad that you brought that up because palliative care is something that may not be a common term for many of us. So what can you tell us about palliative care? Uh, so palliative care is the care for People who have uh, often advanced uh, advanced diseases or conditions, uh, often people think of, of hospice when they think of palliative care, people with terminal conditions are at the end of life, but it's, it really encompasses much more than that, and it's a very holistic form of medical care. And I was really drawn to this 
during my time in pharmacy school, um, really by taking an elective uh, and, and seeing how it was uh, very holistic and required me not only to use my knowledge of pharmacotherapy, but also my, my emotions and my, my human you know, feelings and, and, and desire to interact with people um, to, care for, to care for patients and also to work with other um, professionals, social workers and physicians and nurses, um, which you don't do in every other field in medicine. Yeah, that's true, and that makes sense. The um, question I had next is, in palliative care, what role does or do you see medical cannabis playing in that hospice care and management of patients? Medical cannabis can play a role in the management of symptoms. And so in, in palliative care, we focus on easing suffering. Um, and often that's, that's physical suffering, that can be emotional or spiritual suffering. And so that can involve many different tools that we have. And medical cannabis is a tool that can be used um, in the treatment of symptoms and, and conditions, um, many of which people experience um, when they have um, conditions like, uh, like cancer or, or at the end of life. I'm glad uh, that we got a chance to talk about uh, cannabis specifically, but what about other medicinal herbs, Leah? Uh, well, my focus, you know, in, in teaching on this program is really is really to focus on cannabis as a tool, and in our program, um, that's really the, the focus, and we don't um, go too much into other medicinal herbs in, that, in our program. I was just curious if you had uh, any specific experience with anybody using them, but it sounds like it's all about just making the, the patient as comfortable as possible, and it's, I'm glad they can. Right, this and, plays and a role. It's, it's really all about the patient, and, and just like any medication, when you're considering um, whether medical cannabis is appropriate for a patient, you're considering um, what we know about the medication, in this case cannabis itself, um, what we know, you know, what we know about the patient and their, you know, not only the, the condition that you're trying to treat, but their other medical conditions as well. Um, so it's really, and, and even maybe more so with cannabis, um, it's very individualized, you know, personalized medicine. Yeah, well, and, and it's really difficult feel that you um, that you're in and you've chosen to be in because. You know, you're dealing with uh, really difficult times, a lot of extreme pain with your, your patients and, and a lot of loss. Um, how do you prevent that from coming back onto you personally? And, and how do you deal with that um, uh, over time? The best thing I can say is to have uh, excellent colleagues that you, can, that you can talk to. Certainly, uh, when you have difficult patients or, or challenging experiences, um, as certainly many are not only in, in palliative care but in health care, but certainly my colleagues who are currently working uh, in palliative care right now um, are having a you know, very difficult time because of COVID. Uh, I'm not currently working on an inpatient palliative care team, but when I was, uh, when I was working in hospice, being able to talk to colleagues and um, debrief about difficult situations and patients is, is what helps you to get through it. Um, and that's the internal drive to, to want to connect with people and, and help them in that time of life. 
Um, Is that part of your schedule? Like, do you put time in to make sure that you're able to sort of decompress and and let some pressure off of that valve so you don't hold too many? Is that like built into your schedule or is it just as needed? I don't know that it's it's built into my schedule, but you do learn to, I think, recognize when you need to, you need to take that time um, and and talk to somebody um, or just to take some time and, and check in with yourself, um, make sure that you're remembering to, to care for yourself so that you can continue to care for others. Yeah, that's important. Well, good. Well, thanks. It sounds like you're doing a great job with that. And we're excited to get to the program. So if you're listening or just joining in to Understanding CBD today, that's brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. We're getting to know Dr. Leah Sarah from University of Maryland School of Pharmacy. And when we come back, we'll talk more about the master's program she's created in medical cannabis science and therapeutics. Stay with us. Y'all know me, still the same OG, but I've been low-key, hated on by most these with no cheese, no deals, and no Now more of Understanding CBD with Max and Steven on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. And welcome back into Understanding CBD. Hello, Max Sobel. Great song, Steve Wallman. And hello there, Dr. Leah Sarah. Hi there. Glad you made it back with us. Uh, if you're just tuning in now, we're talking live with Dr. Leah Sarah from University of Maryland School of Pharmacy. That song was Billy Joel Stiletto. Leah, are you a Billy Joel fan? I am a Billy Joel fan. Who's not a Billy Joel fan? Right. Uh, all right. There you go. I figured I couldn't go wrong with that one, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Great. Well, let's get to the program. The reason why we're here today is to understand more about this uh, medical cannabis program. So really, the first question is, why did you create the medical cannabis science and therapeutics course at University of Maryland? This uh, program was uh, the, the brainchild of the, the dean of our pharmacy school, Dr. Natalie Eddington, and uh, we... Uh, started developing this program back in, in 2017, and the reason was that um, at the time the, uh, the medical cannabis industry was, was expanding, you know, uh, rapidly, and, and it still is, it's, but uh, it was expanding rapidly, and, and a lot of traditional educational programs didn't include um, topics of 
things like the endocannabinoid system and cannabinoids, the pharmacology, the, you know, how cannabis can be used to treat different conditions. Um, and at the same time, uh, there were a number of studies in uh, the medical literature, the so surveys of physicians and, and nurse practitioners and pharmacists and, and their trainees, um, where these individuals were saying, that they needed the information, patients were asking about this, and they didn't have the training and the knowledge that they needed to interact with their patients and to provide uh, that information to them. So those two things really kind of uh, were the reason that we knew that there was a gap that we as a, as a pharmacy school could address. Yeah, so you're approaching it from the patient demand versus from the plant advocacy side. Right. This is a program that was at the center of, of this program, just like all the other programs at the School of Pharmacy, is, is the patient and how um, medications can be used to improve the lives of, of patients. Now, who would you say that the program is intended for? We purposefully wanted to have a really diverse cohort of students in terms of their academic and professional backgrounds because... The industry itself is so diverse in, in terms of the, the roles and the careers and the professions that are involved in the medical cannabis industry. And so we wanted to make our program accessible to as many as possible, not just pharmacists or not just clinicians. Uh, and so we uh, made sure that our program was uh, accessible to even people who didn't have a clinical background or, or didn't even necessarily have a lot of science in there. In their, in their background. Yeah, well, it's a great thing you started this program, and being a pioneer, you really had nothing to follow. Um, you're really blazing the trail. What um, sort of struggles did you have getting this off the ground? The things that we, the, some of the challenges that we faced were in the development of the curriculum itself. Because we decided early on that we wanted it to be accessible to a really uh, broad group of students, we then had to um, decide, okay, well, at what level are we going to teach? You know, we know we need to teach about things like pharmacology and pharmaceutics and, and chemist, medicinal chemistry, um, but we didn't want to require prerequisite courses or, you know, specific undergraduate degrees or anything like that. So we needed to be able to teach this science and, you know, clinical science from the ground up and make it accessible, but also make sure that we're still providing value for those you know, people who are, you know, who are clinicians or who are scientists so that they still find the program to be challenging and valuable. So that was one, one challenge. Another challenge was um, that we, we did have some restrictions on what we were able to include in the curriculum. Um, we um, are not, we don't include any physical handling of the plant so our students don't touch the cannabis plant at all in our program. Um, and uh, we also, um, on the advice of the Office of the Attorney General, were unable to teach anything related to the plant cultivation or uh, business practices related to the cannabis industry. Okay, so that makes sense <clears throat> regarding the challenges that you had launching the program. Then what about once the program was already in place? Was it pretty much smooth sailing, or were there any bumps in the road that came along that you didn't anticipate? Uh, I don't think that there was anything that we didn't anticipate that whenever you launch a program, especially one where, as you said, we didn't have a, a template for, for what worked, 
you know, it's, it's always a, a matter of trying something and then making adjustments to, to improve it, um, you know, and, and find out in terms of the program and the coursework and the course delivery, you know, what works and, and, and what we, you know, what we might want to change or do better. Really, we had a huge amount of support, uh, not only from, you know, our university and, and the, the Maryland, you know, institutions, higher education institutions that, you know, supported and approved the program, but from, you know, our students. Um, who've just been, you know, an incredible support and from, you know, a lot of professionals already in the industry who have also helped to support our program and coming, you know, giving seminars to our students. Uh, it's really been a great experience. So out of the program, you have um, 15 courses there. Does a student take all 15 or is there uh, track options that they can elect? So students do take their, most of the courses are required, so uh, it's, it's a mostly lockstep program, meaning that, you know, students do have to take um, several required courses, but they do have an opportunity to choose three electives um, out of those, uh, the, the 30 credits that they take, nine of them are elective courses, uh, nine of those credits are elective courses. Um, and so they do have an opportunity to choose a little bit about what they want to specialize in or focus on. So students may focus on therapeutics and do more of a deep dive into um, pathophysiology and evidence-based medicine of certain conditions and the use of cannabis um, to treat those conditions. Students who are more interested in the basic sciences can take uh, elective courses in um, pharmacogenomics or analytical chemistry as it relates to cannabis. Um, and then we also have electives that focus more on policy and public health. So this is an interesting course. <clears throat> MCST 607, Negative Physical, Psychiatric, and Social Effects of Cannabis. Can you tell us about this course? Yeah, this is a course that, um, that encompasses um, things like um, the importance of uh, labeling uh, to and, and how to prevent, you know, un, unintentional uh, ingestions and toxicity. It encompasses things like um, cannabis use disorder, use in, you know, pregnant women and babies. So we really feel like it's important to, you know, provide, you know, balance in, in our program, um, you know, because just like any other medication, there are benefits and there are risks, you know, mm -hmm. and just like we would counsel or teach in our pharmacy school teaching about any other medication, um, it's important for us to provide that balance in our cannabis curriculum as well. Yeah, kind of putting you on the spot here, but how do you compare the risks of cannabis compared to the other risks of some other treatments that you have in the pharmacy? You know, I, I think that there are certainly, you know, more you know, potentially toxic medications than, than cannabis, but that doesn't mean that cannabis is risk-free. I think that a lot of people do think, do equate natural with safe, um, and as you guys know, that's not necessarily the case. Um, there's also still a lot that we don't necessarily know about, about cannabis and about other medications as well. Um, but it is, you know, as I said, it's important to provide the balance and to treat, for us to treat cannabis as a, you know, a pharmacotherapy tool just like we would uh, any other medication, you know, that I would counsel on. Counsel of course, on. of course, very responsible. Um, now, out of the courses, are there some that are more popular than others that you've noticed from the first few, uh, for the first couple hundred students? 
Uh, I would say the the courses that um, uh, tend to that have been the, the most popular are the um, we have a, a pharmacogenomics and pharmacognosy course that's been very popular. Um, we have an elective um, in um, state and federal cannabis laws that's been very popular, um, and our therapeutics courses as well. Do you teach any of those courses? Uh, I don't teach any of our elective courses. I teach the very first course in the program. I teach several courses in the program. Um, so I teach the very first course, which is a kind of a survey course on the history of cannabis in the United States and kind of up through, you know, a you know, snapshot of, of present day. Um, I teach our foundational clinical course, which introduces students to the concepts of evidence-based medicine and um, how to, you know, read the medical literature uh, as it relates to medical cannabis. And then I also teach in um, kind of our, our, our capstone courses, which they take these one-credit courses throughout the, the program that are related to uh, some of our live, um, our live programs, our symposiums, and um, longitudinal um, coursework and, and things like that. Well, so here's another thing. So cannabis, obviously, is still considered a Schedule One substance nationally. Um, so are all traditional student aid instruments available to help pay for the program? I'm sure people have questions about that. Sure, yes. Um, students are eligible um, for financial aid, you know, in the same way that they would be eligible for financial aid from any other UMB academic program. Okay, good to know. And uh, how long does it take to complete the program? Two years. And is that uh, a, a full? Two-year part-time, uh, part-time master's degree. Gotcha. So what's the what's that schedule like? How does it um, how is it offered? Is it uh, um, remote? Is it on campus? And I know University of Maryland has a couple campuses. Is it um, where is it located? The uh, it's a blended program. The, the courses themselves are are all online and asynchronous, meaning that we don't have times when people have to log on to Zoom classes, you know, once a week or anything like that. They um, the classes are uh, online um, with a series of, you know, assignments and due dates and things like that. Um, but we do have students come to our campus uh, at the University of Shady Grove, which is in Rockville, Maryland, once per semester for symposiums. And the symposiums are opportunities where students who mostly just see each other uh, online or as a, you know, a line of text or an email um, to get together um, to um, hear expert seminars, to do some, you know, work on group projects, and really most importantly, I think, to engage with professionals in the field, to do networking and breakout sessions, and have an opportunity to build their professional network, um, which in this field is just incredibly important. Is there a, an accelerated program for somebody that wants to complete it, you know, faster? Steve and I are clearly overachievers. We would have opted for that. <laughs> no, I did Right now, two, the, the two years is the fastest that you'd be able to complete our program. Okay. Gotcha. And, and, and then even an important question, when graduates finish and they walk across the stage or whatever you're doing nowadays, um, what kind of jobs can they qualify for? And since this is an advanced degree program, is it something that you see your graduates going back to their career and kind of bringing this information? Or um, tell us about the career opportunities that you're seeing. That's definitely hands down the question that I, I get most uh, about our program. You know, what do what does a student do with a Master of Science in Medical Cannabis Science and Therapeutics? And the answer is that they do a lot of different things because our students are so uh, coming in from so many different professional areas. 
Um, they're also then going back out into, into different areas. So we have students who are entrepreneurs and they're building businesses um, you know, with, with what they've learned. We have students who are entering what you might consider the more traditional uh, medical cannabis industry or the cannabis fields, you know, going into dispensaries and um, you know, processing uh, facilities. And um, uh, we also have students who are doing advocacy work, who are educators, who um, you know, will, we actually teach uh, instructional design as part of our program with the hope that our students will kind of pay, pay it forward um, and go out and educate others, help, you know, professionals and the com and community and patients. So we have a lot of students who are doing that. Uh, it's just really, um, you know, the, the kind of the, the sky's the limit. I know it's kind of a cheesy thing to say, but our students are really trailblazers to want to take on a, a new program where there's nothing else like it in the country, um, and then to go out and, um, you know, face their own challenges to, you know, do something that they strongly believe in. Leah, how does someone quickly apply to the program? Uh, so they can um, um, go to uh, our website, um, uh, which is pharmacy.umaryland.edu, um, and look at our, our program's webpage and all the information that they need to apply and the links to apply are on there. Um, and students just need to have an undergraduate degree, a bachelor's degree at least, um, in order to apply for the program. We don't require any specific prerequisite coursework um, other than that. Great. Good. Thanks for that information. Uh, Leah, we need to let some commercials play, but we're going to come back with some listener questions. Uh, so everybody, please stay right there. We're coming back more with Dr. Leah Sarah from University of Maryland School of Pharmacy and get some of your questions answered. Stay tuned. Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Hello, everybody. Welcome back into Understanding CBD. Hello there, Max Sobel. Welcome back, Steve Wallman. And hi, Dr. Leah Sarah. Hi there. Glad you made it back with us. And uh, this is a fun time of the show. We get to answer some listener questions uh, and take some calls. Um, and I forgot to say congratulations to you on graduating your first class from the master's program this past summer. And uh, that's, yeah, that's a great. You. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, we actually have one of your graduates on the phone today to say uh, a few words to you. Surprise, um, surprise. Hello there. Jackie? Yes. Hi there. Hey, everybody. Hi, Dr. Sarah. Hi, Jackie. And Jackie Cohen-Roth was actually on our show, uh, episode 50, uh, 46 and episode 50. That's right. Um, so welcome back, Jackie, and congratulations to you and graduating the program. What sort of things do you have to say as a, a live testimonial? Oh, my gosh. So many things. <laughs> Um, we got I, three minutes. No, I'm <laughs> three minutes. Okay, I know. I, I know. I'm famous for speaking really quickly. So let's see. In July of 2019, I had the opportunity to sit down with Dean Natalie Eddington, uh, the dean of the School of Pharmacy, and uh, we spent a, a good deal of time. Um, I was interviewing her for a post on my website, CannabisMD.com, and I walked out of that. 
um, interview with Dr. Eddington, and I said, I need to find the time and the money to enroll in this program. And I did. It was um, definitely a great deal of work. Uh, I have two startups in the industry, so I've been in the space for a bit. Uh, Cannabis MD, that's CannabisMD.com, as well as TPAD. Uh, Cannabis MD is focused on filling the void of cannabis science and policy education. And TPAD is uh, uh, focused on ensuring equity and inclusion in the cannabis industry. Both, again, our platforms focus on education. So um, going through this program, my focus was to learn as much as I possibly could about the industry, about the plant. Certainly brand new to me was uh, pharmacology, some big, fat scientific words. Um, I had a, a wee bit of introduction as an undergrad um, period of time. I was a pre-med biology major, but um, uh, it was a really fantastic program. So uh, it, uh, the program gave me everything that I'd hoped it would be. Um, as a cannabis industry professional and entrepreneur, um, it was certainly challenging at times um, doing this through COVID. Uh, but, you know, tremendous relationships formed with my classmates. Uh, I've brought in classmates from that first class. We refer to ourselves as the guinea pig class, the class of 2021. Um, I've had the opportunity to meet uh, members of the following classes, 22 and 23, that are actually I'm um, working with me on uh, a couple of my projects. Fantastic. Fantastic. So it sounds like a big thumbs up, and it made a difference in in what you're doing at uh, Cannabis MD. And I know you have an event coming up. Do you want to mention something about that? Yeah, sure. Thank you for that opportunity. Uh, actually, next Saturday, September 25th, it's hosted on uh, Zoom, so uh, it is absolutely uh, COVID <laughs> COVID free. Um, enjoy the program in your home. We're going to be hosting it from 10 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. on Zoom. Information is on the site. Again, it's CannabisMD.com. We have um, one of the leading, if not the leading, scientist and researcher um, in the industry, Dr. Ethan Russo, who's uh, most famous for identifying the entourage effect that I'm sure several of your guests have spoken about, and that's the, uh, the interplay of the chemical compounds within the plant. Um, the cannabinoids and um, the terpenes as well as so, uh, other compounds. Uh, Dr. Ethan Russo delivering the keynote. We then go into three roundtable discussions that are focused on uh, scientific and research applications of medical cannabis. We then have a roundtable focused on uh, regulatory considerations um, for both clinicians and scientists, researchers. And then the third uh, roundtable I'm particularly excited about and I'll be moderating is the future of medical cannabis which is the uh, uh, four industries wrapped into one uh, that are moving and advancing the industry forward, and that's uh, the legacy cannabis industry, the pharmaceutical industry, technology, and, of course, traditional healthcare. Thank you, Jackie, and, and appreciate you calling in today and telling us about that, and actually filling in the gap that's needed in educating uh, the medical field about this. Um, Leah, i got a question for you. How does it feel to have one of your babies um, out in the world now, right? <laughs> I love it. I'm I I could go on and on about how proud I am of, of the students um, that that have graduated and you know as I said before just really um, they are the the pioneers and trailblazers for taking a chance on on our program um, not knowing what it would be like with you know no, nothing else like it out there 
Um, the, to hear that they're doing what they hoped the program would enable them to do is um, extremely, you know, affirming for me, and I just couldn't be prouder. That's beautiful. And Leah, we're we're at the end of the uh, the segment here today. So before we go, do you have anything that we didn't ask you about, or some final words you'd like to leave uh, our listeners with today? Uh, I would just say that you know, if you um, if you have uh, questions about the program, please um, go on the go on our website um, and you know email us at um, msmcst.umaryland.rx.umaryland.edu with any questions. Very good, very good. Well, Leah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for for building the program. Much luck in the future with you. Um, stay in touch, and hopefully, we'll get some more updates of your graduates as we see them coming out each year. Thanks so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for being a pioneer, Leah. Perfect. Everyone, stay with us. We're right back with our own Top Gun, Dr. Benjamin Gonzalez. (laughs) And now more of Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Hello there, and welcome back into Understanding CBD. Hello, Max Sobel. Hello, Stephen Wong. That music that everyone knows so well from Atlantis Medical Wellness Center in Silver Spring, Maryland. Dr. Benjamin Gonzalez, how are you today, my friend? I am good, you guys. I am great. It's a beautiful day today, isn't it? It sure is. is. It is. I can see that sun shining in on you. Um, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what do you got um, for I us think- today, Doc? Well, thank you guys for having me. I am Dr. Ben Gonzalez, and this is Dr. G's Corner. I have recently been updating one of my most powerful lectures to physicians and nutritionists on diabetes, prediabetes, and insulin resistance. As I was updating the research on this subject, I came across some research on how CBD can help improve a diabetic and prediabetic state. Diabetes is the number seven killer in the United States, and honestly, That is an understatement because diabetes and prediabetes actually plays a direct role in all chronic diseases and contributes directly to the top leading causes of death in the United States, with number one and two being heart disease and cancer. If you have any type of heart disease, respiratory disease, or have ever been diagnosed with cancer or stroke, it is 100% certain that prediabetes and a condition called insulin resistance played a direct role in developing those diseases. It turns out your body has a natural CBD system called the endocannabinoid system. This system is similar to and acts like your endocrine system. It acts like insulin, other hormones, and glucose with molecules called endocannabinoids that travel in your bloodstream and act on receptors all over your body. This system affects the balance of your health and improves healing from the damage of toxins, injury, and aging. Prediabetes and diabetes accelerates the aging by increasing inflammation and feeds injury. You age faster. You do not have to be a diabetic for this to happen. It starts early with increased blood sugar, even before a diagnosis of prediabetes. If you have ever been told you have prediabetes, it turns out studies have shown you are more likely a diabetic and have been for a while. My clinic, if I suspect prediabetes, even if I feel is very early in the development, I am aggressive in managing and getting that monkey off the patient's back. Researchers have shown that CBD, that non-hallucinogenic molecule that comes from the cannabis plant, CBD, that molecule that your body has natural receptors for, is able to cut down blood sugar. 
increase insulin effectiveness, decrease inflammation, and improve overall eating processes. According to UCLA Health, and I quote, we now know the endocannabinoid system is involved in a wide variety of processes, including pain, memory, mood, appetite, stress, sleep, metabolism, immune function, and reproductive function. Endocannabinoids are arguably one of the most widespread and versatile signaling molecules known to man, unquote. Honestly, I could stop right there in this discussion, and you would understand everything I would want to get across to anyone suffering from diabetes, prediabetes, and any other chronic disease process. CBD is not a cure. Rather, it is a bridge, a powerful and short bridge to improved health. A common thing I see in diabetics is nerve damage called neuropathy. That chronic pain in the legs, arms, hands, and gut that many diabetics suffer from, CBD helps in managing and healing such pain. So now, the top four things diabetic patients should consider if they want to try CBD for the first time. Number one, do your research. Look up what I'm saying. Look at other angles and other experts discussing how to use CBD. Number two, clear it with your doctor first. Most physicians do not understand this knowledge. Bring what I said, bring that research to your doctor. Number three, use a full-spectrum CBD. This ensures all the components that are involved with activating those healing receptors are being triggered. And number four, experiment with a dosage. Start low at around five milligrams two times a day and go up from there. It may not work at first, but it is much better to start low and slow in order to find that sweet spot of help. Research reliable brands. Do not trust grocery store and gas station CBDs. So for more information about how to properly use and source CBD for diabetes, prediabetes, and insulin resistance, you can contact me directly on, on Instagram at bengonzalez underscore MD. That's B-E-N-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z underscore MD. And or you can call the clinic and set up a telephone consultation with me at 301 622 2722. That's 301-622-2722. And say you heard me on this show. So hey guys, diabetes has been on the rapid rise in this country and the world for that matter. It's good to have a tool to help dig someone out of a hole. I hope that helped. Sure did, Doc G. Thank you so much for that sage advice. As it always. Is, yeah. You know, Doc G, I got a couple questions for you if you could stay up yeah, uh, for another absolutely. second or so. Um, what um you know, when you, the way you say it, it makes it so obvious that someone should be using CBD and everyone should be using it. What sort of, do you ever get any pushback from patients that um, say, hey, I'm, I don't want to do it for any reason? Absolutely. We get pushback all the time. And the pushback is usually because of the lack of knowledge of the basics, um, understanding that CBD is not hallucinogenic. CBD is something naturally found in your body. The system is found naturally in your body. And uh, those are the kind of the pushbacks. Or... You know, I'm on other drugs, my, my primary doctor is unsure, what can I do about that? Um, and so we educate. Education is the number one way to get across to patients and repetition. Repetition is my best friend. Yeah, well, your patients are in good hands. Thanks for being here today, Doc. We appreciate it.
My pleasure. And that's about it for us today, Max. Episode 82, is it? Wrapping up. Um, as always, um, we thank Dr. Leah Sarah, our guest from University of Maryland School of Pharmacy and the um, Medical Cannabis Program for Science and Therapeutics. Dr. Benjamin Gonzalez, thank you for joining. Uh, Jackie Cohen-Roth, thanks for coming in and giving us a great testimonial. You want to vi- yeah, and visit us at www.maxandstevens.com. Pick up a bottle, pick up a roll-on, call or text us at 443 443- 743-2444. Hey, we have a subscription option. Sign up for a subscription. You can cancel anytime. You get 15% off. CBD arrives at your door every month. Thank you very much. Take care of yourselves. Take care of the people around you. God bless you. Until next week. <laughs>